Hello, everyone, and welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, and at this time, I would like to introduce to the Yelling from the Couch family my good friend and unfortunately a Carolina Tar Heel fan, Joey Mullins. Joey is a big basketball guy, and he knows some football as well. He'll be joining me for college football pickums and college basketball pickums and other things as well. Joey, welcome to the team, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Glad to be here. Ready to do some yelling from the couch with you, man. Oh, yeah, man. So uh, we'll just go on uh, this, to this Saturday here, and we'll just start going and picking our games here for college football this week. We'll go with the top 25 matchups. Sounds good to me. There's a lot of good ones on the slate. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll get to them right now. We'll go ahead and get started. The early game Saturday, 12 o'clock slate, there's a, three games. The first one, number four, Florida State travels to Winston-Salem to face Wake Forest, who is four and 4-3 on the season. Florida State is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under in this game is 52. Joey, who you got in this matchup? Well, on this one, I'd have to go with Florida State. They're, uh, they've been pretty dominant so far. Uh, Jordan Travis, absolute beast. Um, I just have to go with Florida State. They're uh, – I think they'll take care of business, even though it's a, you know, even though it's an away game, but I got confidence in them. Wake could put up a fight, but I, I think I think Florida State can handle it. I'm going to go with you on this one too, man. I think Florida State is the better team here. Uh, they're one of the top four teams in the nation, obviously, and they've looked really good in just about every game that they've played. Wake Forest has struggled for the most part this year, four and three, uh, you know, since losing uh, their quarterback. Sam Hartman transferring to Notre Dame. They're just not the same team like they was last year. Uh, give me Florida State in this one. I think that they, I think that they will actually cover the spread. I think they'll win by three touchdowns. Uh, you got them covering the spread in that one, Joey? Yes. Yeah, I absolutely do. And I also think the over will probably hit as well. Yeah, I'd say the over is probably going to get hit there. Fifty-two. Uh, it's kind of a low number there, but. I'm guessing they think yeah. that uh, Wake Forest won't score a whole lot, but uh, Florida State, I think, will put up a lot. Yeah, absolutely. The next 12 o'clock game, the Oklahoma Sooners, number six, 7-0 and on the season. Travel to Lawrence, Kansas, to face the Kansas Jayhawks. Oklahoma is a nine-point favorite. The over-under in this one is 65-and-a-half. Joey, who do you like in this matchup? Well... This one, for me, a little bit of a struggle um, as far as picking a winner. Uh, Kansas has showed some flashes of, you know, some good games this year. Um, I mean, as you can see, Oklahoma, six in the country, undefeated in conference play. And overall, I do, I do think that Oklahoma will take care of the business, but I don't think it's going to be just as simple as, you know, walk in, you know, waltz in, come out with a win. I think Candace is going to give them, give them some trouble. So, but overall, I think, you know, with Dylan Gabriel and Major, the rusher, he's, I think they'll get it done. You like them to cover the spread here or you think Kansas will cover the spread? I'm going to go with Kansas covering the spread in this one because it, it, it's going to be a tight matchup, you know. I agree with you. Oklahoma last week struggled 
uh, after a bye week against Central Florida. Uh, we watched that game. Uh, but the Dylan Gabriel-Nick Anderson connection was on point. Uh, Major was out there running the ball pretty good. He didn't get any touchdowns or anything. But uh, they still they struggled to put them away. Kansas is a little bit better opponent than Central Florida. But uh, I think that it's going to be really close. I think that Oklahoma will win the game. I don't think they cover. And I think I'm going to hit the over in that one. Um, I don't know. I just think that uh, 65 and a half, it's a lot. But these two teams put up some points. Uh, Kansas has put up at least 31 points in every game but one so far this year. And, you know, Oklahoma's got the firepower to do it. I think it'll be over. I think Kansas will cover the spread, but Oklahoma will win the game. Maybe by field goal or or touchdown, but it, it'll be close. It'll be a tight one. It'll be a it'll be a good matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, Nick Anderson, he was a man among men last week. I mean, he's you know he was efficient, 105 yards and only five receptions. I mean, two touchdowns. I mean probably one of his best games of the year. Um, and if he comes out like that, again, I mean, it's – I agree with you. Yeah. So, uh, like we said, that one's going to be a good matchup. Can't say that for this next matchup, however. The Indiana Hoosiers travel to University Park, Pennsylvania, to face Penn State, number 10 in the nation. Penn State is a 32-point favorite. The over-under is 46 in this matchup. Joey, what are you thinking? Well, it's unfortunate for Indiana that they get, you know, they get Penn State at this point in time of the season. But um, it's it's just going to be an absolute clobber, in in, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Indiana's not even won a conference game. I mean, they only squeaked out two wins this year. Um, and it's Penn, it's David versus Goliath. Penn State's just the obvious better team. Um, I mean, there's not a I don't I don't ESPN matchup predictor says 1.8 percent for them to win, but I I don't even know if I would even that's being generous for me. So you uh, you got Penn State covering that 32 point spread. It's a huge spread. I think they will. I, I'm I, I'm going to go on a limb and think they will. I absolutely think they'll cover it. I'm going to agree with you on this one here. Penn State coming off of a loss last week in Columbus in a close game, a defensive struggle for sure. Uh, If you were betting on any offense in that game, you lost out. This matchup here, Penn State will get some offense going against that Indiana team for Indiana. Uh, You know, this is just the worst time, like you said, to get them this late in the season. Coming off of that game against Ohio State, they're going to be mad as can be. They're going to come out, and they're going to fight. Penn State will win. I got Penn State covering, too. And the over-under is 46. It'll go over because I think Penn State may score that many by themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So then we go to the number one team in the nation, 330 game. The uh, backyard barbecue or whatever the oh uh, the cocktail parties what they call it 
the world's largest yep. cocktail party. <laughs> Number one, Georgia Bulldogs face the Florida Gators in Jacksonville. Georgia's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under's 49. Joey, what do you think about this matchup? Oh, man. This is one of the intriguing matchups on the slate that I was looking at. Um, I mean, Florida, they're great team, uh, five and two overall. But I, I got to lean toward Georgia winning the game. But I think this is going to be one of those tough kind of grind them out games for Georgia. And they've had a couple of them this year to where they get down early. Um, you know, their defense struggles a little bit early. Um, they always end up figuring it out in the second half, but I think this is going to be one of those kind of grinded out, you know, let's get to the end win for, for Georgia, but I honestly think they'll, I honestly think they'll win, but Florida's going to give them everything they want, especially it being in the swamp. So, I mean, you, uh, you got Georgia cover or a Florida covering the 14 and a half. I don't – yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that, that Georgia's going to squeak it out by a touchdown. Um, so, as a Kentucky fan, I've seen both of these teams up close and personal. <laughs> the first one, uh, Florida, first game, Kentucky absolutely dominated Florida, winning that ball game 33-14. to four, And, honestly, it could have been more than that. Florida just – could, could not handle Kentucky at all. So, you know, had our chest puffed out a little bit going into that Georgia game, 5-0, and oh, and Georgia really humbled Kentucky. <laughs> Put them down 51-13. to 13, And honestly, that game wasn't even as close as the final score. So if you went by that, I mean, you would say, hey, Georgia's going to pummel Florida. I don't believe that's going to happen. Uh, I believe Florida's going to keep it close. Uh, Georgia, every other game besides Kentucky this season against a power team in SEC uh, has been a close game or, you know, decent, you know, within 20 points, not, you know, 38. Uh, But uh, I will go with Georgia in this one. I'm with you, though. I don't think they cover. I could see a 7-10 to point victory. And I'm going to take the over, too, on this one. 49, you know. I could see, you know, 31-21 or, or 27-17 right there. And, well, if it's 27-17, I ain't, I ain't going over. But 31-21, I'll say, is what it is. And uh, Georgia will win this game. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, if you look, you know, the Georgia-South Carolina game, 24-14. You know, then Georgia at Auburn, 27-20. So, when they play, a, you know, like a Power 5 school – you know, that can run the ball decent, you know, they're they're within seven to ten points of winning. And those are the two games, especially the South Carolina game. I watched that one. They struggled in the first half. I mean, South Carolina come out, jumped all over them, and, you know, they had, they had to gather themselves and put their bootstraps on in the second half to squeak out the win. And that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this game That's what I think will happen. Yeah, I think that they just come out when they play Kentucky and just punched them in the mouth twice like that, and Kentucky's just done. And that's what caused that. But every other game, you know, people have been, like, hyped up to play number one. So, yeah, I'm with you there. The next 330 matchup, 
will be uh, BYU traveling to Austin, Texas to face the number seven Texas Longhorns. BYU's five and two. Texas is six and one. Texas is a 19 point favorite at home. The over under is 50. Joey, who are you liking this one? Well, I, I'm going to have to say this might be one of my upset alert, if you want to call it, uh, games. Um, I think BYU is talented enough to beat Texas, even though it's at home. Um, I'm not going to call it an upset. I'm going to say Texas is going to win. But if I had to pick a game that I'm kind of on the on the fence about, that I think this one's got upset, wrote all over it, if Texas don't come out focused, ready to play, um, and handle their business early, and don't get punched in the mouth by BYU right off the bat in the first quarter. Because um, if that happens, it I, I got a feeling Texas might not recover from it. Um, but yeah, I've got uh, I've got Texas winning. I'm gonna say winning by a field goal. The thing that's going to make this game close this week, uh, Texas last week struggled to beat Houston, 31 to 24, and then that was coming off the loss to Oklahoma before that. But they will be without their starting quarterback Quinn Ewers. Uh, Malik Murphy will start for Texas. Don't know what you're going to get out of a new quarterback midway through the season like this. Uh, BYU has been pretty competitive in their games this season. So I'm going to go with Texas in this one too. It's going to be close, but if BYU BYU could come out, just depending on how that quarterback plays for Texas, BYU could come out and pull off the big upset. The over-under is 50. And once again, I'm taking the over. I mean, I feel like I'm taking the over on all these matchups, but I don't <laughs> like taking the under on anybody unless it's Army, Navy, or Iowa. And none of them are on the slate here today. But uh, I think Texas will win this one. But it's going to be a lot closer than that 19-point spread. Absolutely. I, I agree. And it's I hate to, you know, put a lot of weight on one kid's shoulders. But, you know, depending on how the backup comes out is, is going to determine – it's going to dictate the pace of the game and how the game's going to go early. So – and and what's surprising about this Malik Murphy kid uh, coming in and playing, you know, Quinn Ewers has earned the starting job. His backup, everybody thought, was Arch Manning, Peyton and Eli's little nephew. And apparently, you know, once he went down, this guy beat Arch Manning out. So they must see something in him. We'll find out him Saturday. Should be an interesting matchup, to say the least. It it is. It's uh it's the one I've got my little red light on for the upset alert, so you never know. Uh one of uh two games this week that'll have both teams in the top twenty five. This one's a marquee three thirty game once again for Oregon as the number eight Oregon Ducks travel to Salt Lake City to face the number thirteen Utah. Utes almost said the Jazz, but we're not in NBA season here. <laughs> They're the Utes. Both teams are six and one. Oregon's a six and a half point favorite. Over and under is forty seven and a half. Joey, we know quite a bit about Oregon from last week. What do you think about it? Oh man, this 
on the whole slate of games, this is the one that if I have to pick a winner, it's going to be the hardest to pick one. Um, I mean, you're sitting here last five games for Utah. They've scored 30 points in every game um, except for the loss and when they beat UCLA. Um, then you look on the other side of Oregon, they're an offensive juggernaut. I mean, they're 30 and 40 points every game, even in a loss at Washington. Um, this one is be, it might be one I'd just almost take a coin and flip it. Um, but if I had to pick a definite winner, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the ducks on this one. Um, Bucky Irving was phenomenal last week. Um, I think he scored three touchdowns. Um, I, I, I just can't sway away from Oregon. I know Utah is a great team. They're, they're, they're a great team, but I don't think they've took that next level step um, up to Oregon's level. And I know Oregon's playing on the road, but Bo Nick's experience, I mean, he's cool, calm, and collected. He'll, he'll have them together. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Oregon in this one. I'm going to go with Oregon in this one, too. I think Oregon will cover this spread. Uh, I think the over's hitting in this one as well. Bo Nix uh, has only thrown one pick all season. Uh, Bucky Irvin, like you said, was phenomenal last week. Oregon just got too much for Utah. Utah coming off of a, a big, huge win for them at USC last week. But Utah had a huge lead in that game and almost blew it actually did blow it at one point in time and then come down and kick the field goal to end at the win. To win at the end, Oregon will win this game. Uh, I think uh, they're the better team. Uh, like I said, Utah struggled to beat USC, who clearly is not as good as what everybody thought at the beginning of the season. Uh, I don't think Cam Rising's playing for Utah. Uh, I've heard, you know, all year he may play, he may not. He hasn't played yet. Probably just going to keep him out for the rest of the year. Give me Oregon. Give me the points. And uh, I'll take the over in this one because, of course, I'm taking the over in every other game. Well, this one's – I mean, this one's almost a guaranteed for the over. I mean, unless there's some kind of epic meltdown from Oregon's offense. I mean, they, <laughs> they're they they're an offensive juggernaut, man. The over's definitely going to hit. Oh, Yeah. The next 3.30 game, the Pittsburgh Panthers travel to number 14, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Pittsburgh's 2-5, and five, Notre Dame 6-2. and two. Notre Dame is a 20-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 45. Joey, what's this one looking like? Well, this one's looking like a Notre Dame win, um, hands down. Um Pittsburgh's just got problems everywhere. Um, I've watched a couple of their games this year. Uh, they, their defense struggles, their offense struggles. Um, Notre Dame's the clear the clear favorite here, and I've got also got Notre Dame covering the spread in this one as well. I'm going to go with you on that too. I think Notre Dame will win. I think they'll cover. Uh, I'm taking the over, of course. Uh, Sam Hartman this season, he's been kind of shaky here and there, but he's got 18 touchdowns to three picks. Uh, Estime's a pretty good running back. Pittsburgh uh, has only beat Wofford this season, which is a FCS school. 
And somehow, some way, they dominated Louisville after Louisville's big win over Notre Dame. But I don't think this is the scenario where Louisville beats Notre Dame, Pittsburgh beats Louisville. It's just going to be in a big circle. So Notre Dame now will beat Pittsburgh, and they'll cover that spread and the over. Give me Notre Dame. Absolutely, 100% agree. The next matchup is the 3.30 matchup, number 20, Duke Blue Devils. Go to Louisville, Kentucky to face the 18 Louisville Cardinals. Duke is 5-2, and two, Louisville is 6-1. and one. Louisville is a four-and-a-half point favorite at home with the over-under 46-and-a-half. Joey, who you got in this matchup? All right. And this one, I have to swallow a little bit here to, to say this, but um, I've actually got Duke coming in and uh, and pulling the upset. Um, Louisville, it's a great team. Um, but, well, I have to backtrack a little bit. Depending on the health of Leonard, the quarterback for Duke, um, he's – Probably 70%. He's not 100%. Um, he's what makes Duke go. Um, if he's, you know, if he's clicking on all cylinders, mobile, you know, got his legs under him, don't show no signs of, you know, weakness from injury, I got Duke coming in and uh, winning by a field goal. Well, I thought maybe this is the part where we disagree on this, but – I'm going with Duke as well, and it's not just because I hate Louisville. It's because I think Duke is the better team. I think Louisville is overrated. They got pummeled in their last game against Pitt, as we talked just a minute ago. Duke is Mm -hmm. also coming off of a loss, but Duke has not gotten – I mean, well, Florida State kind of give it to him, but that was Florida State. Like you said, Leonard, he was kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, This is also another matchup where Louisville – beat Notre Dame, Notre Dame beat Duke. Duke this time is going to beat Louisville, so that one will complete the circle of defeats here. Uh, Duke will win, and of course they'll cover because they're going to win, and also the over is going to hit here. Absolutely. And Louisville's quarterback, you know, Plummer, he's, you know, he got 13 touchdowns, but he's thrown eight picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Leonard's only thrown two. Um and then you got you got Waters, the the running back for Duke. I mean, he's you know he's a beast. Um, nine touchdowns on the year. Um, but yeah, yeah, Louisville's very very vulnerable, and I also think they're they're overrated. I don't, I honestly don't think they should be in the top twenty five. But you know, with a six and one record, you know, they're obviously by default going to be in the top twenty five. But you know, I got Duke winning this one. Yeah, and Duke's defense also has been pretty steady for the season. Uh, So the next uh, top 25 matchup comes from the American Conference. The number 22 Tulane Green Wave traveled to Houston, Texas to face the Rice Owls. Tulane is a a 10.5 point favorite. The over-under is 53.5. Joey, what do you like in this one? Well, I've got Tulane in this one, and not just because they're six and one. Um, their quarterback, 
he's decent. He's steady. He's throwing 12 touchdowns, only two picks. Um, you know, they're, they're just a, they're what I call, you know, the slow and steady wins the race. Um, they're just a steady team. Um, you know, they're, they're winning games. Um, they're finding a way to get it done. Um, they beat Memphis 31 to 21 at Memphis on the road. So going into Memphis and winning that game by 10, I, I don't see a problem with them going to Rice and handling their business. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, Got Tulane in this one, and I think they'll cover the spread as well. I'm going with you on Tulane winning, but I think Rice is going to cover this spread because Tulane uh, has just, you know, last week they just got past North Texas by seven. Like you said, they beat Memphis by 10, uh, UAB before that by 12. But Rice last week upset Tulsa, and not just upset Tulsa, beat down Tulsa 42 to 10 at home. This one's at home. They're going to be fired up and ready to play Tulane. I think Tulane will win it, but it'll probably be by about a touchdown. Uh, so I don't think Tulane's going to completely cook rice, but <laughs> I think that uh, they will defeat them. I, I agree, you know, but I, I I think Tulane can get the spread. I think they can. I might be wrong, um, but but you are right. I mean. Rice absolutely pummeled Tulsa. Like it wasn't even, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even a game. <laughs> but yeah, was, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, completely shocking last week, especially if you had a bet in on that. Uh, the next matchup is out of the Pac 12, the stumbling number 24 USC Trojans traveled down the road to Berkeley, California to face the Cal. Bears. USC is a ten and a half point favorite. The over under is sixty six and a half. Wow, Joey, what do you think about this one? Well, what I main thing I can say about USC in general, um, if Caleb Williams don't get himself together, um, they're in some trouble. Um, you know, he's pretty much out of the Heisman race now. As, at the moment, um, but they they got to get some things figured out. Um, I mean, he's throwing twenty three touchdowns, but man, those four picks were huge in the past couple games. Um, but I I got USC winning this one, and I've got I've got Cal covering the spread in this one. I think uh, after the last two weeks, USC. Uh, coming off of back-to-back losses like that. And like you said, Caleb Williams just uh, completely being dropped out of that Heisman race. I think that any chance of him winning is now gone by the wayside. But at the same time, uh, Cal is not as good a competition as Utah and Notre Dame the past couple of weeks. But they actually struggled before that too. I mean, they took them three overtimes to beat Arizona. And then uh, they almost let Coach Prime and them come back in that game that they played them at Colorado. Having said all that, though, uh, Cal is just not like a – I think Cal will cover the spread here. I think it's going to be 10. 66-and-a-half is a lot. But if you look at the scores that USC has put up all season, 66 ain't nothing. Uh, Well, they actually went under if it was last week because, you know, Utah. But uh, I think they'll – 
I think they'll go over here, and uh, California will cover the spread. Uh, yeah. You look That's at what I'm going. With. Well, the game for me that really destroyed Caleb Williams's Heisman hopes was when they played Notre Dame. I mean, a QBR of 56 in that game. And then, you know, he threw three picks, one touchdown, got sacked six times. I mean, that's that's usually – stat lines you see from that's a quarterback you see playing on a Wednesday night, you know, not a Saturday. But you definitely got to get some things figured out um, for their bowl hopes. So, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, Caleb Williams uh... – like you said, he, he threw three picks in that game. He's only got four on the season. So, uh, usually if he doesn't throw a pick, they're probably going to win. So, we'll see how he is this week. But, uh, yeah, we're going with USC on that one. But a cow cover. The next matchup, 7 o'clock. The Washington Huskies face the Stanford Cardinal. Washington 7-0, number five in the nation. Washington's a 27.5-point favorite. The over-under 60. Joey, who you like in this one? I've got Washington winning this one. Um, and I've got Washington covering the spread as well. Um, Stanford showed flashes of they can be great, um, considering they was the reason why Colorado had their epic 29-point first-half lead melted away in two overtimes. But – since that game, I mean, Stanford's just not really been great. I mean, yeah, they only lost Arizona by one, but then the rest of the games, they pretty much wasn't even in a lot of their games. Um, but, yeah, I've got I've got Washington winning this one. Uh, Penix Jr., I, I think he's the front runner for the Heisman. Um, I mean, I mean, the kid's thrown for 2,576 2, yards, man, and only five picks. 20 touchdowns. I mean, I think he's a runaway favorite right now for the Heisman. Um, and I just think Washington will get it done. They're one of my favorites to win the whole thing. So, Before last week, I would have been all over the Michael Penix uh, bandwagon. But they played late last week at like 11 o'clock. And their over-under last week was like 60-something. Some people may have taken that bet. Uh, they end up winning 15 to 7. <laughs> and uh, Penix threw for two picks. And, you know, he threw for a lot of yards, but they couldn't punch it in. Uh, but saying that, though, Stanford is not on the level as Washington. Washington is the better team. I think they'll get it back going again. Uh, just a high power and high flying offense. Uh, Washington will win this game. Washington will cover this spread, but the over is not going to hit. I'm taking the under in this game because they burnt certain people last week. I won't say who. And this week, they're not falling for it again. Give me the under in that one, but give me Washington. I agree, but I honestly think the over will hit in this one. I, <laughs> I think I don't think Penix is going to come out like that again. And, you know, if you're talking – when we're talking Caleb Williams, his – you know, three picks in a game and QBR of 56. I mean, you're talking that bad game versus Penix having a bad game. You know, Caleb Williams's bad game is like, you know, it tips his scale way, way worse than it would Penix's 
as long as he don't come out this week and have another kind of bad game that he had, you know, against ASU. So uh, we'll see. But I, I, I'm a believer in him. I, I think the over will hit. Yeah, I think he's the front runner right now. And, you know, maybe uh, <clears throat> McCarthy in Michigan, he may be another candidate. Uh, they're off this week, but uh, he's a candidate. And I think maybe Dylan Gabriel may sneak his way into the conversation. I don't think he's on that level, but he's in the conversation, I, I would think. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, the next the next matchup is a Mountain West Conference matchup. Number 19, Air Force travels to Colorado State. Air Force is 7-0 and in the season. Colorado State's 3-4. and Air Force is a 14-point favorite. Over-under is 46-and-a-half. Joey, what are you thinking about this one? I'm thinking Air Force will win the game, and I think they will cover the spread, and I think the over will hit this game – or the under. Sorry, excuse me. The under will hit this game. Um, I think Air Force will get it done. Um, Colorado State's just one of those teams that just – they, you know, they just don't have the, the firepower. They, they just – they don't have the, the manpower to, to do it. So, I, I'm going with Air Force in this one. For the spread uh, and the over or under, sorry, under. under. I, you got me on. You got me on this over kick now. So I'm like, <laughs> that's under. I'm going under on this one. Well, I think I'm going to go under on this one as well. I'm going Air Force to win this. I don't think they're going to cover the spread though. I think Colorado State will cover. Colorado State had maybe one of the most exciting late night games all season when they went to the overtime with the. Uh, Colorado back early in the season, two overtime game, they end up falling. But uh, it was one of the more exciting games. But Air Force will like to run the ball, kill some clock. This over is def- this under. Here I go again. The under is definitely going to hit. I don't think it's going to be a cover. Uh, I think it's going to be about ten points. But uh, Air Force will. Uh, Air Force will pull that one off. I agree. A, the next 7 o'clock matchup is uh, near and dear to my heart. The number 21 <laughs> Tennessee Volunteers at 5-2 and two travel to Lexington, Kentucky and Kroger Field to face the Kentucky Wildcats, who are also 5-2. and two. Tennessee is a 3.5-point favorite on the road. The over-under is 51. Joey, who do you like in this matchup? I've got Kentucky in this one. And I'll tell you why I've got Kentucky in this one, because of Ray Davis. I think he is an absolute man. Um, He will definitely be playing on Sunday. Um, Leary, uh, no pun intended, I'm a little bit leery of him sometimes. Uh, uh, He's a great quarterback. Um, You know, 14 touchdowns this year, seven picks. But, you know, his accuracy sometimes, it, it... it falters a little bit. Um, he'll, you know, he'll go to hit a receiver and the receiver will be open, but he's either throwing it behind them too much or leading them out too much. Um, if I had to criticize him for one thing, if he can just get his accuracy down, um, you know, like throwing darts, if he, you know, can throw a dart to the receiver, um, I think Kentucky would be a much better team 
they would have probably won another game at least one I, I think you know like the Missouri game um they would have won that game but yeah that that's what he would have to work on for me but I, I've I've got Kentucky winning this one um I got him winning by a touchdown man I hate Tennessee because first of all it's Tennessee and I just hate them because they're low down they dirty they some snitches and I hate Josh Heupel. I hate the colors. I'm not a dog person. I just hate Tennessee, man. Like, I hate Nayland Stadium. It looks like a garbage truck worker convention. And I hate all the quarterbacks. I just hate Tennessee, man. Their color reminds me of – it's not that orange you can stand. I hate Tennessee more than I hate Louisville. I just dislike Louisville. I hate Tennessee. See, Tennessee's colors is that throw-up orange. It's not that orange that you could sit with. <laughs> It's that puke inside of a pumpkin orange, and I don't like pumpkins. So I really yeah. don't like Tennessee, man, and I can't stress this enough. And they're losers. They're sore losers because they're not Kentucky. I hate Tennessee, man. I'm picking Kentucky in this one. <laughs> I've told myself I probably wouldn't do this because they let me down every year. Every time you think Kentucky's going to beat Tennessee, Tennessee comes out and they win. This time's going to be different. Ray Davis is going to have a monster game for Kentucky. Kentucky's going to win this matchup against Tennessee and shut those volunteers up for this season, at least. The under is going to hit in this one. Kentucky's going to win it 24-21. Give me them cats. C-A-T-S, cats, 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 baby. There you go. I think I missed a part of that. Uh, you hate Tennessee. Might need to rewind that yeah. and hear that yeah, yeah. It's just a just a little bit of a dislike for Tennessee. But I, I completely agree, though. Ray Davis, it, it, I mean, I think he'll have a monster game. I mean, I, I think he'll be the clear-cut MVP. I mean, to me, he's what makes this Kentucky team go. Yes. See, I had high hopes for Kentucky when it comes to playing Georgia because Georgia struggles to stop the run game. And I just thought Ray Davis was just going to chew them up. Um, but – Unfortunately, it didn't happen. But I, I've, I'm I'm with you here. I, I don't. I think Kentucky will definitely take care of business, especially at being at home. Um, I think they. I think they'll handle them. They ain't coming off a bye. Give them two weeks to prepare for them. So Absolutely. let's hope they do it. So one of the marquee matchups for the week. Uh, one of the not well. I don't know if it's marquee. It's a nighttime game on NBC. Number three, Ohio State Buckeyes. Travel to Madison, Wisconsin to face the 5-2 and two Wisconsin Badgers. Ohio State is a 14-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 45-and-a-half. This one just looks like blah to me. Joey, who do you like in this matchup? It's, it's one of those games that's just going to be kind of all over the place. Um, if Ohio State comes out like they should, um, they'll definitely take care of business. But I just – you can't look past Wisconsin if Ohio State comes out and falters any at all. Um, Wisconsin is a talented enough team to beat Ohio State if they play – they would have to play a near-perfect game. Um, I don't see that happening. Um, I got Ohio State in this one to cover the spread. And, you know, as far as the over-under goes, I think the over is going to hit in this one. I'm going to go uh, 
with you on Ohio State winning this game. Um, I don't think they'll cover, and I think the under is going to hit because both these teams right here got pretty good defenses. Ohio State may have an absolute dominant defense. I mean, they're great on defense. It's the other side of the ball that I'm worried about. Quarterback Kyle McCord has uh, almost 2,000 yards passing, 12 touchdowns and one pick. His stats don't look too bad, but when you watch him, something's missing with that guy. Uh, he's got Marvin Harrison Jr. as a target, and he's got 42 catches on the year, and he could have a whole lot more if McCord could get him the ball somehow. Uh, I don't know what he sees out there, but uh, it's just something lacking with him. But having said that, though, I don't think Wisconsin will do anything much against that defense of Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State's defense, I think, will dominate like they have been just about all season. That's what's carrying Ohio State so far, and I think that's what will carry them again in this game as well. Ohio State wins, and Wisconsin covers in the under. I think that's what I said at the beginning. Yeah, yeah it was. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the uh, the next seven thirty matchup: the Vanderbilt Commodores at two and six. Travel to Oxford, Mississippi to face the Ole Miss Rebels, number 12 in the nation. Ole Miss is 6-1. and one. Ole Miss is a 24-and-a-half-point favorite at home with the over-under at 63. Joey, what do you think about this one? Well, this may come to a shock to some people, but I think, honestly, this game will be close in the first quarter. Um, but I ultimately think that Ole Miss will come out and figure it out, win the game. Um I've got them covering the spread. Um, you know, they've their last five games, I mean, they've scored 20 and up, scored 55 um, against LSU. So, I mean, I got them covering the spread. But I do think, surprisingly, it's going to shock of some Ole Miss fans that I think it's going to be kind of close in the first quarter, have them all sweating a little bit. But I think they'll 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 handle their business. And I'm going for the over in this one. Just because of Ole Miss's offense, I think they'll they'll handle the over. I'm going to agree with you here. I think Ole Miss will win this game. I don't think that they will cover, actually. I think it'll be about 21. But the over is definitely getting hit in this game for sure. Vanderbilt, they're not very good of a team overall, but they can and have shown the ability to score points at times. We know Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, they're going to put up a whole lot of points. But Vanderbilt can put up some points of their own. I think the defense will be left at the house, and this is going to be a shootout. But give me the Rebels in this one. Eh, give me Vandy to cover. But definitely, definitely, definitely take the over in that one. 100% over. The next top 25 matchup the Colorado Buffaloes, Coach Prime, and Shadur selling watches at halftime, and Travis Hunter getting wore out by the third quarter. Travel to L.A. to face the UCLA Bruins, number 23. Colorado's 4-3. and three. UCLA's 5-2. and two. UCLA is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite with the over-under at 61-and-a-half. Joey, who you got in this one? Well, I've got the over for sure. Um. I think in the beginning of the year, um, 
Colorado, the first three or four games of the year, you know, it's kind of like one of those things you see something new and flashy and you're like, ooh, you know, oh. And everybody thought like instantly Coach Prime had it all figured out. Like he's got some kind of cheat code or some kind of, you know, secret manual that just figured it all out. But now it's all starting to finally show. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Coach Prime. Um, don't have nothing against Colorado as a school. Um, but far as like being that guy that's thinking, you know, oh man, Colorado, they're going to surprise everybody. I'm that, that, that part's over. Um, you know, I, I've got UCLA winning this. Um, now don't get me wrong, not saying it's going to be a landslide. Um, Colorado, obviously they can play. I mean, Shadur Sanders, he's 21 touchdowns, only three picks. Um, but Colorado's offensive line is terrible at times. I mean, absolutely terrible. And that's where they're most vulnerable. So I've got UCLA winning this. I got the over. But I'm going to go with Colorado on the spread. I am agreeing with you on all parts again, Joey. Once again, I mean, we've agreed on a lot of these so far, but, I mean, it's just how I see it. Uh, <laughs> Colorado, they're going to cover this spread, I believe. Uh, UCLA will win this game. Uh, Carson Steele, the running back, uh, had three touchdowns last week. I don't know if Colorado will be able to stop that running game. 61 and a half, 61 and a half, it's going over for sure. Colorado can put up points. I mean, they may give up points, but they're definitely putting them up. Uh, but the thing, the key that I'm going to look for this week for Colorado is will Coach Prime give Travis Hunter a little bit of a break? Because by the time it came into the fourth quarter last week, that guy was spent. He had nothing left to give. And, well, I, it wasn't last week. It was, uh, it was the 29 nothing debacle. Yeah. They yeah. they just threw at him. Yeah. Slant here, slant here, slant here. And he was done. I mean, the guy had like 118 plays. Going to be interesting to see if he kind of pulls that back a little bit for him. And – you know, gives him a little bit of help there. It'll be interesting to see. Colorado will cover the spread. UCLA will win the game. I just don't, the, you know, you got a guy playing both sides of the ball. It, it gets difficult, you know, at the end of the game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, to me, he needs to make a decision, you know, in my opinion. It's like I'm, I'm not going to get paid the bucks they do to coach these teams, but, you know, if if he's going to be an offensive threat, he needs to be an offensive threat. Um, that way he's rested up more, got more legs under him, you know, for those overtime games. Yeah, you know, it's not like high school anymore. This These games are longer and, you know, just different. It's just different. Yep. The next top 25 matchup, the number 17 North Carolina Tar Heels travel yeah, to Atlanta. Atlanta to face the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. North Carolina is six and one on the season, coming off of a disappointing loss to Virginia last week. Sorry, had to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, North Carolina is eleven and a half point favorite. The over under is sixty three and a half. Joey, I know who you like in this matchup, but what are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are. Um... I'm I'm a little bit disappointed 
um, at the Virginia loss. And I'm not disappointed because they lost the game, disappointed in how they lost the game. Um, you're sitting here number 10 in the country, you know, and you're 6-0. and Could be 7-0. and And you win that game, you're 7-0. and Then you come in, take care of Georgia Tech, and you're 8-0. and You know, you're in the conversation for, you know, college football playoff. Um, but then you go out and lose to Virginia, possibly one of one of the worst teams in Division One, um, on your home field. Um, that was a very disappointing loss. Um, but ultimately, I got Carolina winning this one. I I I don't see Mac Brown not hyping his kids up this time. You know, like guys, look. You know, you know, look what we had. Look what could have been. Um, now go out and show for the rest of the season why you won all these games. Um, so I've got Carolina winning it. Um, I think Amari and Hampton is going to have a, a monster game. Um, Drake Mays, pretty solid. He's thrown five picks this year, 14 touchdowns. But, you know, overall he's pretty solid. He's was in the Heisman race um, in the discussion. Um, but he's nowhere near the top. Um, and, you know, me being a Carolina fan, I, I wish he was at the top, but, you know, I give credit where it's due. Um, but, yeah, I got Carolina winning this one. I think they'll cover the spread. I'm with you on this one, too. I think Carolina's going to come out and they're going to cover the spread in this one. Uh, after last week's very disappointing loss, I can't stress that enough how disappointing of a loss that was last week. You lose to Virginia. Uh, like you said, they had everything in front of them. If they would have won that game last week, they would have played Duke later on in the season, which they could beat Duke. Rivalry game, you never know, but winnable. And Clemson, who is down this year, you know, you could have been 12-0 and going into the ACC title game. Still have a shot to go to the ACC title game, but the playoffs are probably out of the picture now. Uh, but I think they will come back. They'll take care of business this week. Uh, they have to. Uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, they beat Miami a couple weeks ago because of Miami's stupidity. Um, you know, we don't kneel the ball in Miami. Yeah, well, we don't win games either like that. So um, <laughs> I just think that it's not going to be like that this week. North Carolina will come out. North Carolina will win. North Carolina will cover. And uh, I'll go ahead and take the over, too. There we go on that one. The next matchup comes out of the fun belt. Usually these games are Tuesday, Wednesday night. <laughs> we got a primetime game here. This one shocked me when I seen it. <laughs> yeah. The old Dominion. Are they the Monarchs? Is that their is that their mascot? Yeah. I think they're the Monarchs, yeah. They go to face the number 25, James Madison. Can't remember what they are either. <laughs> Anyways. The, not, the Dukes. Uh, the Dukes. The Dukes, yeah. yeah. Uh. James Madison's a 20-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 49. Joey, what do you think on this one? Well, um, on paper, looking at it, everything tells me to go with James Madison. And I do. I honestly think this is going to be a closer game than, you know, what ESPN and all the sports books are predicting. Um, but I'm going to go with James Madison. Um I'm going with Old Dominion on the spread, though. Um, but I think James Madison will, will continue their their dominance. Um, well, I can't say their dominance overall, but their dominance, you know, 
in their conference. Um, you know, it's it's good to see them in the top 25. I'm sure those kids are just completely, you know, over the moon excited to be in the top 25. Um, but, yeah, I've got James Madison in this one, and uh, I've got Old Dominion for the spread. As far as the over-under, I'm going to take the under in this one. I'm just – something's got a hunch. I'm just – it's going to be one of them kind of grind them out games. I, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take uh, James Madison in this one as well. I don't think it's going to – I don't think they're going to cover. I think that they will win. Uh, this is a battle between two teams from Virginia. It's probably some sort of rivalry here. James Madison's cracking the top 25. But at the same time, James Madison, where they're transitioning from the FCS, they're not eligible to make a bowl this year. So every game they play right here is like a statement to be like, hey, we're, we were down on a lower level than you all, but we're here every week to prove that we are better than you all, and that will give them the motivation. Uh, I think James Madison wins this game. I don't think they'll cover. And I'm taking the under on this one as well, but give me James Madison. The last matchup in our pick'ems this week of top 25, the late game out west, Oregon State, number 11, 6-1, and one, travels to Arizona to face the Arizona Wildcats. Oregon State's a three-point favorite. Joey, who are you liking? All right. This is the one game I've had my eye on um, at looking at these slate of games. Um I've, I've, I've got Arizona winning this one. Um, Arizona is one of those teams. I know they got three losses. Um, one of those is to USC in overtime by two points, three overtimes. Um, in their last five games, like I said, the only falter they really had is against Washington. And obviously Washington is a clear better team than USC or any of those. Um, but I've got Arizona winning this one. I've I've got them winning it, it probably by a touchdown, um, and I'd have to go probably with obviously with Oregon State uh, for the spread, and I definitely think the over is going to hit in this one as well. But this is my upset game out of all the games. This is the one I've had my eye on that I think Arizona can pull this one out. I was going to go along with you on that. <laughs> I had already had it wrote down that Arizona is going to win this game. Uh, they just dominated Washington the last time out. Uh, like you said, they were close against USC and three overtime thriller, but they ultimately fell uh, due to that stupid two-point conversion try after the third overtime, which is ridiculous, but that's another time, another story. And then uh, they played Washington pretty close. But uh, I think this time Oregon State's had a good season so far. They got the DJ – the guy that used to play for Clemson uh, has their quarterback. He's a decent quarterback. He's good in that system. Uh, but I just think that uh, Arizona will win this game. It's at home. It's at night. Crazy things happen at the West Coast at those times. Uh, but give me Arizona in that one. Absolutely. I agree. And that is our picks for this week of the top 25 of college football. Well, now we'd like to move on to another little segment here. We're going to give you two parlays that me and Joey have picked that we've agreed on. 
that we're going to roll with for this week. These are your two parlay pick locks of the week. Maybe. If you miss by one, don't blame us. Because <laughs> it, it uh, you know, there's been a few le- few times this week where we missed by just one pick on a eight-leg parlay, and yeah. Yeah, so the a lot of money that's been left on the table from us in the past week by one pass or one touchdown. Yeah, yeah it's been uh, crazy how close we have been this week. But uh, these right here, they're going to win you something. The uh, first parlay we got, we're going to go with the Oklahoma-Kansas game. And Nick Anderson is going to be an anytime touchdown scorer. Dylan Gabriel is going to throw for 250 plus passing yards, and Devin Neal is going to throw for 60 plus passing. Or throw. Listen, I, I I said this earlier when we was talking. I keep thinking Devin Neal's the quarterback. It's the other dude. He's the running back, right? Yeah, he's, he's the running back. He's yeah. gonna. It's Bean. It's Mister Bean is the quarterback for Kansas. <laughs> I, yeah, how could I forget that? That's the only Neal. way I can remember it is he's Mister Bean. I do the same thing he did. Devin Neal is going to rush for 60 yards for Kansas. That is our same game parlay, the first one. Uh, Joey, you have the second one pulled up? Yep, sure do. All right. All right. You want to go ahead and give them the second game parlay that we got? Yep, it is in the Oregon game. And obviously we're rolling with oh, uh, old boy Bucky Irving. Uh, three touchdowns last week. I mean, you know, you can't really go wrong with putting him as an anytime touchdown scorer. Uh, Bo Nix for 200-plus yards. I mean, he's done that just about every game. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, that's a lock. Uh, Bo Nix for two passing touchdowns. Um, we got that. And then Troy Franklin, 60-plus yards. Like you said, he had 58, was it, or 59 last week. It's 79 last week. Or 79, 79. That's what it was, yeah. So that's our parlay for Oregon. Um, two pretty good parlays I feel pretty good about. Um, you know, they're on the safer side. There's no real, you know, there's nothing crazy that has to happen. Just, you know, average games for both teams, and, you know, you'll win a little bunny. Uh, no need to be all humble about it, Joey. Lock them down, son. This is these are going to be locks this week. They're both going to hit. <laughs> locked, locked and loaded. Already, might as well go ahead and settle it out and pay us. Might as well go ahead and be expecting that money at the end of the day after them two parlays hit. Uh, so, Joey, one more thing I want to bring up. Uh, you are a you're you're a basketball guy. Big big basketball guy. Uh, like I said, we're going to bring you on here. We're going to do college basketball pickems, and we're going to do college basketball previews, and we're going to have shows about college basketball, NBA basketball, and all kinds of things basketball. We're going to have everybody ready to go for basketball season, and during basketball season, we'll chat about it and all that. Tonight, uh, Kentucky Wildcats face Georgetown College in the preseason. Uh you uh, you smelling an upset there, or uh, <laughs> you think that uh, it's really not that going to matter? Well, it's just an exhibition. Uh, I, I'm definitely not putting my money on it. Um, but no, I think Kentucky will handle that. Um, you know, one thing I got to say about Kentucky 
basketball real quick is, uh, you know, Calipari, hell of a recruiter. I mean, the guy can recruit anybody. Um, but for me, it's it's his X's and O coaching. Um, but Kentucky gets phenomenal kids, man. Um, you know, I know I'm a North Carolina fan, but, you know, obviously I live in Kentucky. So they get phenomenal kids. Uh, and they're going to have a great year. They're gonna they're gonna have a, a much better year than they have this year. Um, you know, they're I think their schedule is a little tougher, um, which is good. And I think every every top team should have a tough schedule. You know, you you can't play Cupcake City, and then when you get into conference play, is that's what separates the men from the boys when you get to conference play. Um, but they're gonna have a great year. Um, they'll handle their exhibition. It'll be it'll be fun for those kids to actually get out and actually start playing, you know, somebody besides, you know, the blue team and the white team in practice. So. Now, is Carolina got a exhibition game coming up anytime soon? Do they play this weekend? I don't don't think so. Not this weekend. They were traveling um, for one of those little tournaments. Um, But Carolina's going to have to have a good year this year. There's a lot of expectations from myself and from other Carolina fans that I've become to know online. And, you know, it's, they got to get it figured out. I mean, we got our senior point guard back, R.J. Davis, Armando Baycott, All-American big man in the middle. You got Elliot Cadu coming in. I mean, they're hopping them up and everything, but you know how it goes, man, in college basketball. On paper, you can look real good, but. It's what you do when you step between those white lines is what matters. So they, they've got some ex- expectations to fill this year for for me. Yeah, there's a reason. Very, they- very hard on Carolina. Very, very tough. Really tough critic. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why they play the games and, and not just on paper. Uh, Carolina will open the season against Radford on the 6th of November and Kentucky opens up against New Mexico State. Like I said, next week we will uh, we'll have a, a little college basketball preview. Uh, me and Joey will come back on here and we'll preview that. Plus, we'll have our pickums and all kinds of other fun stuff in the future. Joey, welcome into the team. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode, man. I appreciate it, man. Look forward to it. Look forward to uh, doing some yelling on the couch, man. I, I do the I do my fair share of yelling. Except for when college basketball season's in, I don't I don't sit down during the game. I'm usually standing up like I'm on the sideline coaching. So mine might be yelling from the sideline, but yeah. But I'm looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. Cause thanks for having me, man. Oh, thanks for joining, and we'll see you in the next one later. All right, man.